America is an old country filled with horrors and atrocities. On our final episode of our Halloween season, the Into Geek podcast will talk about the most haunted places in all of America. We'll also discuss 10 hidden gems or lost movies in the horror world. So sit back, relax, and let's get into it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Into Geek podcast on our last episode for our Halloween. Halloween week. All Saints Day. (laughs) That's a All community joke. <laughs> month. <laughs> uh, guys, on this episode, uh, we have uh, a few news and notes to talk about. Um, we're talking about the most haunted places in America, or at least the ones that, that we thought sounded kind of interesting. And then I'm going to give you a, uh, a top 10 list um, of underrated or lost horror movies. Uh, before all that starts, uh, t- tonight was going to be about um, our interview with uh, Stephen Gunther of uh, wow words of historical haunts of Memphis, um, but that interview was a little long, so I decided to turn that into its own episode. Um, so that that will be out in its own thing um, a little bit later, uh, and also something that I wanted to mention that I didn't get to mention originally on, on the interview is that his shop is a lot like Earthbound. In case anybody um, is a fan of that, it has a very like earthy, cool, like holistic feel to it, and it's uh, very reasonably priced as well. So if you're in the area and don't feel like driving anywhere um, to go to Earthbound, um, his his store is really cool. Um, I, I will introduce Allison into the show. You're going to take someone's eye out. Besides, you're saying it wrong. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Story of my life is that clip. That's <laughs> how she just talks to me. Uh, Allison, w- would you agree uh, about the store? Uh, yeah, totally. Um, we did the interview and then we actually sat and talked to Steven for a while while we wandered around the store yeah. because there is so much to take in so many, um, just different aspects of the store. Even there's, you know, things like incense, essential oils, there's jewelry and, yeah. and stones. It's pretty cool. Um, a tarot card. I mean, there's endless amounts of, of interesting things in every corner. Very cool. So, um, I would definitely recommend checking it out if you're in the area. And in case somebody's wondering about our costume tonight, um, a week ago, Chase was like, hey, I'm going to go as a, a Cobra soldier. And I was like, oh, okay. So Chase was like, well, why don't you do something for, for uh, G.I. Joe? And I was like, I was like, how hard is it going to be to find a G.I. Joe costume? I guess, Pretty hard. <laughs> I guess it's hard if you go if you don't go to like, to like more than like one place. So uh, Top Gun was there, and I was like, that's, that's Army-ish. So uh, I decided to do that. Um, Chasing me my uh, wingman anytime, dude. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're both married. We can't even do that anymore. I was just saying in a, in a, in a, in a friendship, a, a friendship way. Anymore. Wait, anymore? Anymore. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> we were inverted. <laughs> yeah. Keep thinking it. So I was going to ask, uh, since you know this is the last night of our costumes or whatever, uh, just in, in your history of uh, costumes, shim, zip, ships, that, that were... <laughs> Costumes, ships. Uh, what was your favorite one of all time? Uh, that like I worn or no? What was your favorite one that I wore? Are you, uh, I don't. <laughs> no, 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 of course you obviously. Uh, one of the ones I actually was proud of. Uh, there was a direct TV commercial, like I guess two thousand five ish, two thousand six ish. Okay, and uh, it starred the guy who played like the devil and Constantine. Uh, and Peter Stormare, I believe. Yeah. And uh, at the end of it, like he's he's like plays this rich guy, and he's like, yeah, yeah, but I still have Direct TV, whatever. And then yeah. he has this like little baby 
giraffe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, and he like kisses it, goes and gives it a kiss. Well, I actually went as him, and like my mom had this little like thing that she had on her coffee table, it was okay. a baby giraffe. So I wanted that. Uh, the people who like saw the commercial and stuff loved it. Everybody Everyone else, else has like, no fucking no idea. Clue it's like it's like it's like a weird version of like Scarface. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your mom still has that giraffe on her yeah. coffee table too. Uh, Allison, do you, do you have any any costumes that like over the years that that you've you've enjoyed or really liked? Um, eh, I don't know. A couple years ago, I really enjoyed going as the Queen of Hearts because thought you know costume made my boobs look really good um but, but i don't know i don't feel like i can really really talk about my favorite costume because i swear i've been like a hippie for i don't know eight years in and a now row that's just like who you are well, as, as a person you know for the audience members that know my mother like it's literally just me a matter of me going into her closet and picking up and putting on clothes and that's it um no, I, I don't know. I mean, there was like, a one yeah. year I went as a mime, which was really cool, except that I got face paint all over everything because it itched so bad and I couldn't stop touching my face. Weird. But it looked really cool. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, since I've known you, the like, Queen of Hearts was your coolest one. I, I made the, cra- the, know, the, yeah. the tiny little crown to go on my head. Yeah. I spent so much time and effort in doing that. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. Me and some friends went as the like Three Musketeers one year. That was pretty cool. Um... I don't really think I have like a super favorite though or anything. I mean, it's tough. I mean, I usually like my, I mean, I've done like some of the ones y'all seen on the show of Riddler. Do you remember what, what your first costume was as a kid? I remember like the first time I actually kind of got to decide a little bit and I went as Freddy Krueger. Like, and I thought having that glove was the coolest thing in the world. That is the funniest thing ever. So for people that don't know, Chase has a nickname, and it fits, no, it fits right in line with that. That is so funny. So good. And I, I, I don't want to... Oh, you have to now? Hurt, hurt Chase's feelings, so I won't, I won't rain I'm it used to it. Okay. You have, so Chase, years ago... You can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you're, can do you're it. Fine, yeah. It's absolutely, absolutely fine. Um, so Chase, years ago, had a polo from Abercrombie and Fitch, his favorite store. That was uh red and like real real navy, like real dark navy blue striped. And his friends all thought it was hilarious cuz he looked like Freddy Krueger wearing this. But Chase is always very particular about looking nice. You know, he's very specific about what looks good together. Oh. I like to look and good. So he pairs his Abercrombie polos with his khakis. Like he has like when he wants to look good. Yep. You know he's feeling himself when he's wearing the khakis. He's got some chinos on. So they started calling him Pleats Kruger <laughs> to the point where we had been dating for a while. I became Mrs. Pleats. And then when I got pregnant with our daughter, she became Baby Pleats. <laughs> this has been like an ongoing theme with his group of friends for quite some time. So the fact that your first costume was Freddy Krueger that, was one of that first, I did not yes. know, like... So that funny. is it's just ingrained. I mean, I've always in you. gone. That is I've always gone like toward the storm of them doing that. Like I had fantasy football team. I like had a uh, Freddy Krueger, and then like I imposed my face on it, and I was like, "Please." I, I just like the idea that you like Freddy not for a movie, but because of his outfit. You're like, yeah, "God damn, that sweater's nice." <laughs> I'm rock <laughs> oh, that I mean, bad boy later. Oh, time out for those who don't look know. Like, pants. you know what would make it look better? Some khakis. <laughs> it looked good. Damn, that's smooth. Man, look at the hat. The pleats were rocking, man. Ooh, we should get him a hat, Andrew. <laughs> uh, Allison, what was your first uh, 
costume? Uh, so I want to say the first one I remember was like your basic, like I was a witch. Okay. Um, but my mom went all out and painted my face green and like frizzed my hair out real big and stuff. Um, but I also at one point was Belle from Beauty and the Beast. And I remember this because I grew up in Michigan and it is always really cold for Halloween, right? So, yeah, yeah. so we live in Memphis and we like Halloween is just, it's a little chilly maybe sometimes, certain, but some I mean, years it can drop to like, to like, you know, the, the, the fifties or something. But, maybe, but, but it's, yeah, it's most the of the time you can get by just wearing your costume, but yeah. not, that's not the case in Michigan. Like you had to build your costumes around wearing a coat or something so i'm a stroll plower i just want a big coat and a shovel uh well J- my brother was like santa one year because he could legit just put as many layers on it i think there was like a lot of silent bobs <laughs> in michigan so i have a picture of us doing like some costume parade or something in like first grade and i am wearing like the beautiful bell like the golden dress that she wears in the movie but i have this bright yellow sweater on <laughs> underneath Snowshoes. it and a turtleneck on underneath nice. that and it's just such a classic like michigan halloween look uh chase do you remember the cartoon it was like early 90s late 80s called monster no it uh it, he was like a doll and he had like purple skin and like a blue face and like red hair uh, you know what channel went on? Not really. But uh, so I, my, my first costume was, was one of those cheap ones in the store where it was like a plastic jumpsuit and then like a plastic mask. So like, so it, so like, it was like, like with the string around, you would put it on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, yeah. so the, uh, the actual body costume, it wasn't really a costume. It was just like literally like a plastic outfit that that, that, that like on the front said like monster. And then, and then it had the mask or whatever. So, but they sold a whole bunch of these. Where so, if it was a Ninja Turtle, it wouldn't be like you know, like you know, a body of a Ninja Turtle. It's the exact same plastic outfit, except on it, it just says like you know, turtles or whatever. And then the mask is like Raphael or some shit like that. But that was so like for years, my mom bought us like like these like these like super cheap costumes or whatever. And uh, my first one was Monster, which. I'll toss up a picture here of it and stuff, whatever. But I'm sure like you saw it. You you, you probably I'm know. I'm like, I mean, like, it, it came on, like, around like, the same time as like Pound Puppies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I like Pound Puppies. That was the best. Uh, what's y'all's favorite candy? Ooh. And uh, has, it, has it changed now that you're like you're an adult? Actually, when I was probably younger, I was more into Snickers and stuff like that. But like now, I'm I like peanut butter candy. So like Reese's is probably my favorite. All right. I feel like Reese's is like everybody's favorite because peanut butter is the bomb. I mean, everybody loves Reese's, but then. I honestly really love Milky Ways. I hate Milky Ways. <gasps> oh my gosh. It's just, like, I love Three Musketeers bars, and it took me so long to realize that a Milky Way is legit just a Three Musketeers bar with caramel in it, too. I was like, uh, hell I think, yes. I think mine is uh, just loose, wet candy corn. <laughs> just, oh. Wet just, candy corn? <laughs> just, it came out of, like, a person's pocket, and they, they just put it in my, in my bucket, I'm like, yo, sweet candy Dude, corn. I love candy corn, candy though. The, the people who don't oh, no. like candy corn are crazy people. <laughs> I'm a crazy person. It's just sugar. It's, it's just, so delicious. What's wrong it's with all you? It's all it is. It's just sugar and yellow. It's, it's amazing. It's and orange. Yeah. And so white. Good. A little bit of orange in there, you know? It's so good. Uh, no, I mean, like, if it's, <laughs> I don't I obviously just eat handfuls of candy corn. You should uh, probably the pumpkin ones are really good. I used to really be into the like the Butterfingers. Butterfingers never got me, like and I worst really candy. <laughs> like I don't like Snickers. 
I'm surprised that your candy's not Either. like fucking Werther's Originals is your old ass. What? Oh, man, the butterscotch I like is Mr. so good. I like Mr. Goodball. I just like to pull this out and just, just put it in my mouth. And it's so tasty. Um, no other candy revelations? I don't know. Did y'all ever like... Y'all do the thing where like you would go up with your friends and you'd get candy and then you'd like they would shut the door and you like turn around and you just switch masks and then go right back up. No, there. no, ever- because we're not terrible people. I'm not a terrible person. No, because I was going to tell us right that we we used to bully kids uh, for further candy and stuff. So I was that's why that's, I that's, stopped. That's me. I corrected myself. Right. Oh, oh, it was me. That's me. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> go get the good candy. I actually uh, almost almost got caught one time. Uh, actually, I, I did get caught. Say, almost. Uh, we were <laughs> uh, pumpkin smashing, Ooh. and I, I ran by and um, knocked over the uh, the guy's pumpkin, and then and, and then my friend just kept running, and I was like, I'm gonna hide. Because I didn't understand how, how crimes worked. So I, uh, <laughs> I went and I like hid underneath the person's car and he saw me. And I, I just saw his feet like walk right up to me and be like, what are you doing, man? I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, it's crazy. Somebody uh, ran by and hit that pumpkin. I was so scared. It was a pumpkin killing. <laughs> just like the worst, like your little kid lie, yeah. you know, it's just obvious that it was me. So I was like, oh, I guess I'll help you pick it up. So it, was, it was the worst. I used, to have, I used to have really like influential friends. <laughs> I've got like scars on my body from like them like fucking burning me with things or whatever. Oh my gosh! Did you ever do the eraser thing with your hand? You and were that person, weren't you? No, no, I I did the um, lighter. What the fuck? So you, I used to do to like t- take a lighter and you, you like <laughs> light it and then let it sit for like you know about oh, a minute until, or so. Oh, like, until the lighter the like and the metal you gets burn really, yourself really hot. so that like it looks like a smiley face in, in your arm. Except mine didn't come out right. And Is it still there? <laughs> <sighs> Yes, yeah, it's right here. Oh and it, instead, it looks almost like an hourglass is in my arm or whatever. So, and not like like the actual smiley face, or whatever. Yeah, I was I was a stupid gullible kid. Like, I've got ridiculous. I, mean, I did some stupid stuff, but not like that. <laughs> okay, uh, speaking of stupid stuff, this segue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I thought it'd be fun to uh, find uh, ten movies, uh, and, and I said top ten, but these aren't really ranked or anything. I just because like they're all like under the radar, underrated. Or I feel like they've been lost in time over the years, uh, and I, I would suggest them, but you you're never going to watch them because you're too lazy. It's and, not lazy. I have Alice, a three year old. I can't wait till you have a kid. You'll never watch a movie. My again. kid will never get in the way of anything I do. <laughs> I will watch every movie I want to watch, play every video game I want to watch. I love. I would just neglect that, that child. You get to re- like we record this stuff. Yes. So you can hear you it. You don't later. matter. <laughs> Uh, my uh, first uh, film came out back in 2009, directed by Sam Raimi. Uh, it's called Drag Me to Hell. Um, it's a film about this woman who is a bank teller, and she is kind of uh, like like it's her boss is kind of like you know, terrible and shitty, and so she has to keep her numbers up to get her um, her next promotion and everything. And so this gypsy lady comes in, and she and what's funny is that if you watch it now, you're like 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 they should never have given her a loan. Because like she hasn't paid anything and has no, no actual income and she's just like awful, so she's trying to get the, the, this loan because uh, her house is about to get like foreclosed on, and the, the chick's like, I, I can't help you, I'm sorry, and so she curses her because you know she, she's fucking bitch. Uh, so the, um, the, uh, the 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 meat and potatoes of the movie is her trying to get the curse lifted, and it's it's pretty great because this is coming off of uh, Spider Man Three, I believe. 
And so Raimi's kind of in like a shithole at this point. Nobody, <laughs> nobody really thinks very highly of him. So he got to just like make this movie, which some people think this is like an extension of like Evil Dead, because uh, it has a lot of those like those tropes and those shots or whatever. There's a lot of like you know the, uh, uh, that dark humor. It's got um, <laughs> Justin Long's in it, you know, and everything. And it's just it's a it's a lot of fun. It's it's got some pretty cool gross humor at times like a cat gets eaten and stuff or whatever and, and then like a goat like comes to life and he starts like doing like goat puns, uh, puns where, where he's just like you bitch <laughs> like, just, just things like that or whatever it's really great um so I, I think this this has been lost over time uh, it wasn't really big in theaters but drag me to hell i think it is a pretty good ride uh my next one is cube uh came out in 1997 uh, directed by Vincenzo Natale. Vincenzo, I think that's right. I can't read these sunglasses on. Uh, and, and I love movies that involve um, puzzles, games, intelligence. And this this film is about basically there's this uh, cube style prison, which is like every it's got like multiple rooms. I mean, like you, you've seen it, right? I remember it, but I, it's been so it, the, thirty years. I think there's like six or seven prisoners all wake up in this room, and and, and like. Every room has its own color coded system, and they find out that on on, on the doors um, there's like uh, uh, numbers, and they, they they figure out that the the rooms are trapped based on certain like equations, and so the, it's it's just it's really like mind against mind thing of them trying to figure out how to like escape and stuff. It's very cool. It's, it's very low budget. Unfortunately, like the ones after the first ones, not not super good. But for how much money went into this, I, it, it's definitely like this the this cult classic now at this point. And it's it's on. Um, I think Amazon Prime might have all of them, whatever. But it's it's a lot of fun. It's pretty cool. Uh, my third cool. one is Razorback, which is kind of funny because we, we talked about this uh, last week. And I thought, you know, man, like I think that this is like an underrated movie. Nobody's really heard of it, and. It might be because it's a foreign film. It's Australian. It's Australian, but I think if you if you like monster movies, that you'll you go like really enjoy it. It has it has a lot of charm to it. It's uh, its style is very artistic for some reason. Um, (laughs) For some reason, well, it's just it it feels at a place, but that gives it more character, and then it feels it's it's like I said before, it feels very like authentic. I, I feel like. It's it's got uh, humor from Australia. The actors all, all, all feel like very like genuine. Um, it, it it's like the first time I saw uh, Mad Max and like George Miller really captured the essence of like Australia and everything. So I think it, it's it's pretty cool. It's not it's not too gory or anything. It's not really that scary, but it's just like a pretty cool traditional monster movie that I think uh, has been lost over the years from like nineteen eighty four. Very cool. Uh, st- staying in Australia, uh, Lake Mungo is my next. This is a it's like a found footage film about this family whose daughter drowns and they, they begin to experience like haunting like things in their house. And so they begin to um, record to try to figure out what's going on. And so you, you, like it's hard, like you can't really talk about it without ruining things, but it just it's very good at, at just building tension and, and the mystery and you just don't know what's going on. It's got like really good genuine scares. Uh, it's one of the only found footage movies that I like. Uh, the other one that I like is actually next on the, on the list, and that is The Last Exorcism, uh, directed by Daniel Stom, I believe, from 2010. This is at the hype of the... of the. Or is this the Emily Rose? I don't believe it's Emily. I think it's just The like, Last Exorcism. Okay. Uh, it came out back in 2010. It is a kind of during the peak of all that. 
And it's about this uh, priest who is has become he's kind of like lost his faith at this point, and he's now like a charlatan almost. And so he just gets hired by by, by these families that like think that they're child is possessed and stuff. And so and so he decides to hire this film crew to kind of prove it's all bullshit or whatever and stuff. So so it has an actual genuine feel that like there's a reason for for the cameras and stuff. He ends up going to this family and he doesn't know if it's real or not. And so it, it, there's a lot of like really good acting. I, I mean, I, this movie doesn't doesn't deserve this good of like of like a character performances and stuff. Um, and then it just slowly devolves where like you don't know if it's real or, or, or it's fake and stuff and everything. And so it's it's pretty, pretty solid and then has a, a, a pretty cool ending and everything. So that um, was a loss of the years, I think, as well. Uh, Murder Party, uh, directed by Jeremy oh my God, Solnier, I believe, uh, from 2007. He's also the guy that directed Green Room. Yeah. Uh, this was one of his his first movies, and, it, and it, it's, it's fucking hysterical. It's, it's like... The 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 basic of the plot is there's this guy on like Halloween he, he he's a loser doesn't really have anything to do he accidentally sees this pamphlet on the street that it, it's called like a murder party and so and so he's thinking oh okay this sounds kind of cool whatever so he goes home and like makes like his own like cardboard night outfit and stuff out of, like all these boxes and it, it, it's very like geeky it's very you know crafting uh, you know fucking like skill a thousand or whatever and it's funny because I, I think he has a dog and his dog is the alpha in the house and so like you know he has to like feed the dog first and the dog sits in a it, it, like in his chair and stuff or whatever so it's just like like, like he's that much of a loser that like that, that like his own dog doesn't fucking respect him <laughs> so he ends up going to this party and he figures out that it's called murder party because these people wanted to invite someone randomly just to, to like fucking kill and so, but but as the movie fucking devolves, you find out that like they're all artists. They're they're all like you know like you know painters and like you know photographers. So they're all super fucking pretentious, and they think of murder as this next like you know, great 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 art form. And so there's just a lot of silliness because they're all dumb as shit. They're all fake, you know, towards each other, and it surprisingly has a lot of like really good kills. Uh, and it just it has a lot of like it shows that you don't need a lot of money to like really put forth, put forth something like you know good. Um, and I think that it's it's on Netflix. It's like a really good watch. Uh, next on my list is Triangle, um, directed by Christopher Smith. If I read that correctly, uh, from two thousand nine. This one's kind of hard to talk about without ruining anything as well. Um, it's about this uh, these friends go out on, on like a boat. They get this uh, distress call. They end up going up to, to this like pretty big. Um, uh, it's like an ocean liner, or or like ex cruise ship or something. And as they get on there, they begin to like see things and like and things are getting kind of weird. And like you know his his keys that were like in his pocket are like over here like in the hallway, which is really fucking strange. And like and so as they as they do things, they begin to, to get like really like weird like deja vu and stuff. And it just begins to like slowly. It's it, it's cool. I don't want to like ruin it or anything. It's got a uh, Liam Hensworth in it, I think. It's like one of his movies, um, and it's just it's pretty trippy and it, it's kind of scary, but it's it's more it's more entertaining. It's more interesting to figure out what's going on as opposed to like it being like this like you know horror ride and everything. Um, next up is a movie that I, I know that <laughs> you've seen, uh, The Faculty. Yes, from back yes. in 1998. Yes. Uh, I, I did not know this. It's directed. Uh, did you do you know who? Uh, Directed it? Wes Craven? No. Oh, no, no. Robert Rodriguez. Oh, really? I, didn't know that. I had no idea either. I, I, for some reason, I, I put him in like 
like you know, Quentin Tarantino yeah. range or whatever and stuff. So it, it doesn't really feel like one of his movies, but like uh, yeah. So this is a movie from 1998, and it's kind of at the hype of the 90s MTV era. Uh, and it's about it's almost like um, a remake of Invasions of the Body Snatchers, which basically there's this like really small place and these kids begin to realize that people aren't aren't exactly how they're the teachers. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the teachers start start acting weird and stuff. And, and one of them tries to like uh, take to take them over and they find out that basically aliens have come into town and they're like your body snatching people and shit. So uh, the, uh, a group, it also has a, a young, like Elijah Wood in this as well. Yeah. And Josh Hartnett. Yeah. yeah. Josh Hartnett. Um, it's also got, uh, Usher. I, th- I think it's in it yeah, also. They, yeah. The, uh, Robert Patrick. Yeah. T-1000. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> T-1000. He was just like playing into that yeah. exact same role. And, uh, I think it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good horror movie. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very nineties at this yeah. point, but it has a lot of good moments and like lines and stuff. And there's some like pretty cool, like action sequences here and there. Like, uh, Josh Hartnett, uh, it's also got John Stewart in it. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, I forgot. He, he's yeah, a teacher. John, yeah. And, uh, like Josh Hartnett tears off the, uh, which I, I think we've all as kids in high school wanted to do at some point. Uh, he tears off the, the like, blade arm on the like paper, a paper cutter. Yeah. All of us at some point have wanted to like rip that off and fucking use that as a, like a machete. As a, yeah, it's yeah. like a machete. So he uses that too and he chops off John Stewart's fingers and stuff, whatever. And, and then he starts just carrying it around or whatever. I mean, I, I, I don't know how, how sharp it is to actually do anything, but like it, it always looks cool at least. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that that's a pretty cool uh, movie that that's been lost over time as well. Um, next is The Invitation. Uh, this is directed by Karen Kusami, I believe. I don't know if I'm saying her name or Kuzam. Uh, 2015. This film is about um, it's almost like the like big chill. There's a bunch of friends who decide to like you know, come back together after years of being apart. Uh, they've been estranged for a, a, a variance of reasons. Um, I think like some of them are ex lovers. Uh, you know, one's one's brothers, I believe, with somebody, and like everybody's kind of like had a falling out over the years that they've like you know, grown apart. They've had kids and stuff, so uh, one of the guy's ex girlfriends invites everybody to like come back together. And so th- th- there's just th- this normal good amount of of storytelling where you're you're just, you're casually interested in like how everybody was friends and what happened and stuff. And so you're getting like little bits here and there. Um, and what slowly begins to happen is our main character thinks that things are kind of fucking weird, and that like the more that they talk, he doesn't know if things are okay, and he thinks that there's some like nefarious shit going on, and he doesn't know if he can trust his friends and he thinks that like something sucking something like dirty. So it's, it's hard to talk about without like, you know, spoiling, you know, the, the ending and stuff and everything, whatever. But he just, uh, it slowly begins. Um, he thinks that there might be like ulterior motives to why people were, were, were like invited or whatever. And so I'm sure there was. Yeah. And so <laughs> there's, there's a lot of, it gets to a point where you're like, Oh, okay. You know, like, you know, maybe like it, it, it was a big push, but Nothing's actually there, and then stuff happens and stuff, you know. So, like, it has like really cool moments like that. Uh, the, the invitation is a pretty good watch. It's also on Netflix, I believe. Uh, my last one, um, it's either Amazon Prime or Netflix, one or the other. Uh, it's the autopsy of Jane Doe, and I will attempt to say this person's name, uh, Andre Overde. Overde. I assume it's Russian. It has a lot of the uh, the O's with the uh, the lines from. This is from 2017. It stars uh, Emil Hirsch, and the other actor is also kind of famous. He was in Game of Thrones. Uh, I forget his name. Brian Cox. Yes, and this is about uh, a dad and a son that own a, a local. Um, oh, what's wrong? 
for? Um, the area where where like all the bodies go to. Cemetery. Morgue or, or yeah, I guess yeah, a morgue. Yeah, and and so they are. Um, it's it, it's like it's like late one night. Um, the Emil Hirsch's girlfriend comes over and he's gonna leave his dad to like do it because they get this like you know late body, and it's a Jane Doe. It, it, it's just you know this girl whatever, and he decides to help out his dad because he thinks it's wrong to like you know, leave him you know there and everything or whatever, and as they begin to do the autopsy weird things begin to happen. So like uh, the, the lights begin to like flicker and stuff that they begin to like hear noises and stuff. And the more it goes along, you find out that um, the body was a witch. And, and so she's been purposely bound uh, to, to be dead or whatever. And, and so as they begin to do the, the, the autopsy, it slowly breaks the spell. And so she begins to like slowly come back together and stuff and everything. It's pretty fucking dope. That was pretty scary, actually. Whatever, but like, um, and then uh, like you know, other other bodies begin to like awaken and stuff in the morgue and ghosts and all types of cool shit and stuff. It's a it's, it's a really simple horror movie concept, uh, but it's executed very very well. Uh, it's well worth anybody's time that has like an hour and a half to kill. It's pretty freaky. Um, like Emil Hirsch is, is actually pretty good in this. Um, the autopsy of Jane Doe. It's pretty cool. So the director. Uh, Andre Overdahl. Overdahl. Um, it's not Russian. Andre. Andre Overdahl. No, those symbols never hit. That's Norwegian. Andre Andre Overdahl. He was also the director of Troll Hunter. I did Troll Hunter. Whoa. Oh hey, hey! hey. Bringing it back, I full know. circle. <laughs> Which is cool because I I also like you know Troll Hunter. So. I know. <laughs> so, that's that's always cool. It's like when I was doing my uh, favorites list, um, I found out that. The guy that did The Descent, which is on my list, also did Dog Soldiers, which I'm not a fan of. Cool. So, yes, yeah, so that was pretty cool. Small world. It's a small world. Uh, <laughs> I was talking about um, Cube, about like films about like, intelligence and stuff. I started to watch a show on Netflix I think y'all would like. Uh, it's called The Queen's Gambit. Ooh, I saw a trailer for. That. I watched it's, the trailer for that the other day. It looks really interesting. Based on a book from 1983 um, about about this uh, like this chess like player. yeah chess player. Oh yeah, yeah. okay yeah. And I've, I've I've watched like the first six episodes. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I, like I I fully enjoyed it. And I I feel like I'm like everybody else who's, who's watched the first episode and was like wondering how good the, the girl was, and she's not real. I was I, I was super Aww. upset about that. Yeah, the it's uh, just a book. Yeah, it's just a book. Uh, so the guy who wrote it was, um, I think, like a C-class player. And so he he basically wrote the book um, based on on other known known chess players' achievements and stuff. But but he he changed it up. So so he, he didn't want to like change the actual history of chess. So there's nothing in there about like um, Kasparov and uh, Bobby Fischer and, and the other like rock stars of that era. Uh, and so instead, he he created like his own his own characters that, that were kind of based on them and had like certain exploits. And, and I hate it because I wish I knew enough about chess. Like for, I mean, like do you play chess? Do you know the rules and stuff like that? I mean, I, I I played like a long time ago when I was in like fourth grade and stuff. So I mean, like that, I understand the the chess basics. Yeah. I don't know any openings and any like you know like you, you know can't uh, see the moves ahead or no, I, I, unless it's just like bam bam yeah I mean, yeah. So but but like you know so I, I wish I knew enough. So that when they're talking about it, I would know how how authentic it is. But, but I'm assuming that the guy that wrote it is great. I'm yeah. wondering if the screenplay is good because I know that there's there's times where like like um, car guys who watch like Fast and Furious 
and they laugh because because like they're they're just saying like car jargon. But like none of it makes any fucking sense. Or like army guys who watch action movies, they're just like, oh yeah. my god! Well, like, well, I mean, so... well, I mean, like specifically in Fast and Furious, when uh, Paul Walker like uh, his his eclipse begins to like you know uh, um, like fall apart in the race or whatever, and his screen says like <laughs> blown manifold, and then and then for whatever reason his like metal plate begins to, like fire off screws, which is nowhere near the, the the fucking manifold. And it's funny because like like the the manifold wouldn't affect certain things, you know, in terms of in terms of what's going on. But 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 but, but all of us know what. A manifold sounds like or whatever you know so it's i thought like, you were going to go a different way i thought like when paul walker drops his car out of one building into the other <laughs> no like the mechanics i'm like i'm like everybody doesn't think that can <laughs> <laughs> originally it was it was more kind of car oriented and now now it's not at all you yeah. stuff uh but yeah no the like queen's game it's great uh i really like the uh the, the characters and stuff whatever it doesn't feel uh pandering at all i i think that she's a, a full circle of a person uh, and and it's really it's really entertaining to watch how how they've edited the uh, chess sequences and stuff. It's like it's, it's very very cool, and it just like draws you in. I mean, like Patty's been like obsessed with it also, which Ooh, okay. which I was I was really shocked about. Uh, but Did you yeah. ever see like searching for Bobby Fischer or anything yeah. like that? Okay, of course. Sorry, I'd be interested to see how um, Chase what he thinks of that movie because you play chess. I mean, you're. I mean, I like to play chess. Yes. Yeah, you're. I mean. I'm not good. You're. I have, I, I'm I, sure time, much better than Andrew we, and I. We were at a bar one time, and there was this guy like who had his chessboard there, and like he had the little timer and stuff, and he was sitting there playing, yeah. and it's like every game was like three, four minutes. It's speed chess, and he was just wiping. I was pretty tipsy, <laughs> <laughs> and I went, and I was like, "Okay, my turn." He's like, "Let's go," and like I won. <laughs> like I just like moved and I had this like castle and I just had it where I like had my queen and my knight. Uh, my knight was up there, and my queen and uh, what is it? The rook beside each other. So like I was like queen's gonna take. Like I had it and I won real quick. And dude was pissed <laughs> and then played me again and like beat me in like eight moves. <laughs> but like I mean everyone though it was like I was like oh cool like I won whatever. But like everyone around was just like he lost he fucking lost. It was, it was so and he fun. owns a clock. What yeah. a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were at like TJ Mulligan's when this happened. It was pretty funny. Fucking though. nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, I, I I wish I knew more because like 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 I I barely know what what the castling is, you know. So it's like you know I just know that like you just switch yeah switch the rook and, and the yeah. king. So I mean like they move to the middle. Yeah. Like when we went for a friend of ours uh, bachelor party in New Orleans, uh, me and uh, Julio. Uh, played a game of chess or whatever uh, at this bar, and like I beat him whatever. But it was like the the uh, the worst. Showing of chess, fucking ever probably, yeah. which is because like both of us don't really know what we're doing or whatever. There's no strategy. Like you're uh, yeah, just like, I, I mean, it's, it's like there, you don't start with strategy. You're gonna move a couple of pieces yeah. and then kind of start to strategize how you want to do it. Yeah, kind of. But yeah. there's like the beginning. There's like okay, like I mean that's how kind of like they'll be they'll move a pawn. I'm like, well, I'll move the same pawn. I'm just like copying them. Like, yeah, so it's it's uh, it's annoying because I feel like I, I would really enjoy chess um, for the same reasons that I, I enjoy playing Magic. Like, yeah. you know, like, 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 magic has got like a lot of set rules and specific cards that, that do certain things. So I, I love the idea of of outwitting a person playing playing cards and stuff. You know, and being like, okay, so I'm going to do this to try and trap them into like doing this, and, and then like you know, so I, I I like I like trying to best a person based on like the same rules of like a game, like you know, yeah. everything, whatever. I I, I just I, I mean, chess to me is. Like 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 film wise, I, I can watch almost any chess movie. I, I think I think it, it's it's so interesting and everything. Um, 
But yeah, so I, I think that that's a good show to watch. Right. It's a, a weird. I'm gonna have to check that out. A weird tangent there. Uh, <laughs> I also started watching uh, like Hellstrom, which is on, on Hulu. It, it's 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 a Marvel show um, based on the Son of Satan, whatever. Um, like Ooh. David Hellstorm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, so I I didn't either, but I started. It's it's okay. okay. It's I mean, like I thought to watch at least one more episode to like kind of see where where I'm at on it, or whatever. But it's like a horror show kind of. Um, he has. The powers of the devil somehow or something, and then his sister. What powers do the devil have? Uh, well, in the show, at least he can conjure fire, uh, and then he can like he's got like um, uh, telekinesis as well and stuff, and then she can uh, see into like people's souls kind of and see like their their, their like, darkest moments and stuff and everything. So I I don't know I, I haven't read the comic, but I mean like it's kind of new. I, I think it just came out or whatever. So I'll probably watch that maybe a couple more episodes. See like if it. It hooks me. I actually started watching a show called Evil. That's that's a, l- a little bit better. Um, it stars uh, Michael Coulter, who played Luke Cage, and then it's got Ben from uh, Lost. Yeah, is in it also. And uh, that that one's about Michael Coulter is his priest, and um, he he goes around to do like assessments to see if people are actually are to like find miracles and see if people are you know, possessed for the church. And this is kind of, uh, and then he, the our main character is this uh, like therapist, and so he hires her to like to help him find out if people like are lying and stuff or whatever. Um, and you find out that there's this rumors of the like sixty demons that are trying to like you know come to like our world, and so that they're beginning to find these like sigils and stuff and everything. And and like you know he's he's talked to like God before, and, and he does these like weird like mushroom trips and stuff. It's not bad. I, I think if you're into uh, you know like CSI style shows and like you know. Um, Police procedurals, except it has like a little bit like of haunting stuff here and there. You know, it's not bad. Interesting thing, I have never seen an episode of CSI. I know they got like what, like four or five, like different spinoffs. Yeah, and they got hundreds of episodes. I've never watched one. <laughs> okay, so let's move into <laughs> oh, right. uh, our it fast and loose with the word I interesting am. there. <laughs> <laughs> interesting fact. I thought, oh, I mean, most of the I've world. never had a Reuben before. I actually have never had a Reuben before. Reuben's are delicious. I don't like Thousand Island. It's so weird. I love sauerkraut though. Uh, I don't like anything. I know. Who would like to go first? Talking about the haunted places in America. I can go first. Okay. Okay, so I wanted to go with some more um, lesser known. Uh, her closet in her house. <laughs> Super haunted. Um. Yeah, I know. There's some ghost in there that keeps like it's supposed taking like, in all the seams. It's supposed like fart smaller. all the time. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I one of these I had never heard of. Another one of these I had heard of, but it's I, I wonder if it's more of a local thing. So um, the first one I wanted to talk about was Henry Weber House. It's also known as Pioneer Park. It's in Aspen, Colorado. Okay. Um, so Henry Weber and his wife Harriet moved to the area in the 1880s. It was just a small mining town. It was before it was developed or anything. Um, originally, they worked as merchants, fixing and selling clothes and shoes, and then they began investing in like the mining business itself. Um, so they got rich real quick, being in this town. Um, what type of uh, like like ore was it? Was it was it gold or was it like? Man, I don't know. I thought all of that information was impressive. Silver, <laughs> silver in the hills? I don't know. 
whatever it was, Harriet was not feeling it because she went to the local pharmacist who gave her a tranquilizer at the time was strychnine. I, I thought you were going to say Coca-Cola. <laughs> uh, strychnine. Sweet. And she That's good stuff. took a bunch of it and killed herself. Yeah, that'll happen. Take some strychnine. Um, her last words were, Henry will know. Ew. Yeah. So rumors began um, flying around that Henry was having an affair with Harriet's niece, Julia. Uh, he did nothing to argue against this. And basically confirmed it because he married Julia weeks after Harriet's death. Um, so they started building this house, the Henry Weber house, Pioneer Park is what they called it. Um, shortly after building their home, Henry and Julia reported feeling a presence with them. Um, they said they heard footsteps like on the roof and throughout the house, windows and doors would open and then slammed it shut on their own. Um, and then there were certain parts of the house where they would feel like an overwhelming sadness. Like they could just feel it. Um, so a lot of people thought that it was maybe the placement of the house. So the land that they built the house on used to be a very old cemetery. Um, it was dilapidated and they moved the cemetery, but apparently they didn't maybe get all the bodies. Or I something. feel like that had to have happened um, a lot, man, because I know I, I, mean, I hear it a lot. Cities start, yeah. you put it in like Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, Jesus, I mean, but like they, they're like, Oh, this land's better used as this. Yeah, and then they amazing. start moving and they're like, Oh, these are Jane Doe's. So well, the let's thing just is, leave is them here. You would assume, yeah, it's so expensive to move bodies and stuff like that. And like, and nobody wants that Everybody's job. Everybody's so crazy. Yeah, whatever. But most I'll of the people... I'll talk to Jane Doe, man, yeah. <laughs> Throw a witch. <laughs> most, most of the people um, think that it was the work of Harriet, his ex-wife. His late wife, whatever. Um, so the haunting had a real negative effect on Julia. Um, she spun into a deep depression. She was often found sitting and staring out of the upper windows of the house for like hours on end, not moving. Um, they would find her talking to herself and she just kind of eventually went like a little bit insane. Um, just a, a little bit insane. You know, just, just a little bit. Just a tad. Just a smidge. Um, so she was eating her own hair. <laughs> they, I guess dealt with that. Um, subsequent owners of the house have reported the same experiences. Um, until finally it was added to the national list of historic places in 1987. So it's no longer like a private residence. Gotcha. Um, I'm kind of wondering if like ghosts, like let's say you're a ghost and you're upset and you haunted this place and like other, you talk to other ghosts. Hold on. Okay. Okay. You talk to other ghosts and they're like, so you've been haunting this place for a long time. Like, you know, what, what, what did he do to you? Like, and like her answer is like, oh, he cheated on me. With my niece, it's like so, he didn't kill you, and you're like, nah, I killed myself. Like it's like, well, there was a I mean, rumor going like you're around. You're the worst ghost in the world. No, there was a rumor going around at the time that, that like he maybe he her. murdered yeah, her. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. Um, but the common, the common thought was that she killed herself. So. Okay, that guy's good, man. He, he tricked everybody. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he did. Uh, Chase, what is your first haunting in America? Uh, my first haunting in America. Uh, if you're in, in America, in America. Gonna go to the haunting. <laughs> I love you. Um, always <laughs> have. Always will. That uh, was the West Side Story in America. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't <laughs> sing, but that's what it sounded like. Uh, okay, if you ever travel s in the south of Nebraska 
on Country L Road, otherwise known as Seven Sisters Road. It is known to be haunted. Cars have had their lights dim, uh, electricals. Uh, outlets and or not outlets, but electrical like systems and cars have just shut down. People have had to leave their car on the side of the road because like that happened and stuff. And the reason why is because uh, it is called the Seven Sisters Road because a long time ago, a man and lived with seven sisters and parents. And uh, at dinner one night, they were talking and uh, got into a little bit of an argument. And the man left. He was like, you know, fuck y'all, whatever, and he left. Uh, that's a direct quote. That's a direct quote. <laughs> yeah. Man, fuck y'all. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, he left. Uh, they, and uh, the parents went out for the night, got in the little carriage, went away. And uh, the brother came back and took each sister and took them. There's like these hills on this road, and he hung one in each tree. Uh, fuck. So they say a uh, big Dude, reason, like they got into a fight, or kind of because, like, supposedly that fall, uh, like, it flooded really bad in nebraska and uh like it flooded a big part of their land where like now boats can kind of even use it and he the government came and wanted like use their land to travel like put steamboats and stuff on it the sisters were all fine with it and he was not and uh he was real pissed off about it and hung uh there's also rumors of that like one of the sisters was pregnant and he cut her stomach so it was like seven sisters hanging and her baby was hanging like, and now there's only four hills left, but, like, people were terrified of this road, supposedly, and that's stuff like that. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like, I chose, one reason I chose it, because, like, I was because looking it's up. super like, brutal? Yeah, You're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was super brutal, but, like, I was looking at so many of these haunted places, and, like, like I, I, I didn't really believe so much they're haunted, because they're like, hey, you can stay at this hotel for $40, if you like, and I'm like, well, if it's haunted... But this room kind of really freaked me out a little bit. Just it's like, man, this guy went psycho and killed all his family, whatever. So I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool, but uh, it's it's in uh, the south of Nebraska. There's been stories of like people, you know, like like I said, car broke down. One guy, he was writing a story about it, and like was almost on the road, and he like turned on the radio, and like the doors, that this is the end, came on and stuff, and it freaked him out too much. He didn't even get on the road. He like wrote an article about. The road that he would not take because he was too scared to go on the road. And he quoted the murderer yeah. and said, "Fuck y'all, I'm yeah, out." Fuck y'all, fuck y'all. <laughs> In exactly. the words of George the yes. Third, "Fucketh uh, y'all, I'm out." But now there's only four hills uh, from like that are still on the road. They like had to change some of the hills and like made more road and stuff like that. But it's I don't know. It's kind of freaky. Yeah, that, just kind, kind of freaky. freaky. Uh, I have to take off my sunglasses off. Unfortunately, and now you're forty percent less cool. Oh Jesus! It's so bright in here. Uh, so when we did our interview with Stephen, um, he brought up a place in New Orleans, um, and I don't know if it's La Lori Mansion or just Lori Mansion. Can you like? Um, I can try to look it, it up. It says, "Is La, it French?" La Lori. Yeah, I, I probably, but I don't know if it's just pronounced Lori. Uh, but this is uh, uh, this this home in New Orleans. Um, let's see here. The spooky iconic landmark is one of the most horrifying backstories. Many local tour guides point to the Lori Mansion in the French Quarter as the most haunted house in New Orleans. The spooky iconic landmark uh, also has one of the most horrifying backstories. The tale of Madame Delphi Lori has grown into one of the city's most popular local legends over the years. Lori allegedly, uh, her, her alleged torture chamber 
has even been depicted as a major storyline in season three of the um, like American Horror Story show. Uh, Bond Ruggles, business manager and tour guide at Witches Brew Tours, said the haunted hotspot is definitely the number one most desired place to see on their haunted tours. Uh, Ruggles said Lori is known to, to have uh, had tortured and, and murdered her slaves, which was only discovered after a house fire revealed the horrors in 1834. The origin of the ghost hotel began in 1831 when Lori, her two daughters, and her husband, Dr. Lewis Lori, moved to the Creole mansion. Following a fire in the mansion's kitchen, the horrors of the home were revealed. The stories say that behind a barred door in the attic was a torture chamber for those enslaved. Many story details uh, the cruelty involved, um, including chained, tortured, and mutilated slaves. Lori later fled to Paris, believed to be uh, run from town by... Uh, by a, a, a outraged mob, tales of lingering spirits are said to haunt the grounds. Others say the ghost of Delphi Laurie herself haunts the mansion. The Laurie uh, mansion remains an iconic New Orleans landmark. However, you are uh, you most likely won't get a peek inside the private residence. However, most haunted tours in the area include the stop. You can also venture there yourself. So you, you can actually go there. Or anything you know? It's but but it, cool. it, it's still it's still around. But yeah, so there uh, we're, we're talking to Stephen about it. He said like there, there's all types of stories about people being like torn apart and like put back together with like other other body parts and stuff, whatever and everything. So it, it might it might have a little bit of Lovecraft Country um, yeah. be, with like Lancaster, who too have been chopped up and stuff, and just people doing like experimentation and just torturing slaves and all types of just like truly vile, creepy shit. Um, New Orleans in general is one of the most haunted places around as well. Uh, also because they're, um, um, they're really famous, uh, um, cemetery has had issues with, with flooding and stuff that they didn't bury the bodies very deep. So like a, a whole bunch of issues with yeah. that and stuff. And, and then because there, there's so much like historical background between the French and, and the Spanish and, and everything else, you know, being in that area and boats and stuff and people dying, of the plague and everything, whatever. So like, uh, like New Orleans and I think um, Savannah uh, in Georgia is, is another like one where the, uh, there's like a multitude of like really haunted locations and stuff and everything between of just like terrible crimes and things like that. And then like in Chicago as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Allison, what is your next one? Mine is actually um, an island off the coast of Michigan. Which is another place that there are several different stories about haunted. It's where Allison vacationed in the summer. <laughs> I, I actually never went north of like the lower peninsula. Like I never left the lower peninsula oh, okay. of Michigan. So I would love to like I would love to go to Mackinac Island. That sounds awesome, but I don't know uh, if that is, but okay. <gasps> it's Mackinac what? Island. Mackinac Island. You guys are crazy and I'll we'll talk about that later. Uh but this island is called South Manitou Island. Um it's in Lake Michi- Michigan, so it's on the um like northwestern coast of the lower peninsula um and it is one of the most haunted places in the state um it was originally settled in 1830 by william burton uh to provo- to provide cord wood which i have no idea what that is um to fuel steamships um so like the great lakes were a really big trade route for the upper like the northern states up there or whatever um, he built this dock on the eastern side of the island, and it was the only deep water harbor between Chicago and Buffalo. Um, so a lot of like big steamships could come and port here, get fuel, 
um, you know, they had like a blacksmith and a pharmacy or whatever, like a, you know, a little town built by this dock um, called Burton's Wharf. It was the first city built on the island. Um, and then south of that town, there was the second city built was South Manitou Island Village. This is where they built the lighthouse on the island. Okay. The lighthouse was used to guide ships through the waterway known as the Manitou Passage. Um, so this waterway runs between the island and the mainland of Michigan. Damn it. And it is super treacherous, but it's like one of you, it's super important to making that trek from Chicago to Buffalo. Um, but it is so dangerous that between the years of 1835 and 1960, there were over 50 well-known shipwrecks. Like the, the conditions would be so bad sometimes and so unpredictable that ships legit would just run into each other. Um, so today the park is uninhabited. Um, it's the island. It's now Do you want to use park. the, the, the like pass anymore? Uh, I couldn't find information about that. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think so. Um, because you can actually travel to the island. There's one way to get to the island by ferry boat. Um, there are park rangers, um, on the island, but you can take off from the island and scuba dive around there and investigate the shipwrecks. Like it's a big tourist attraction up Ah, there now. There it is. Yeah. Go down there and get some old gold doubloons. Get some of that gold. <laughs> um, scuba divers actually report hearing tortured cries In while diving water? around the shipwrecks. They hear cries because there are so many. Stop taking our gold. <laughs> um, the lighthouse is also said to be haunted by its former keepers. Um, so the mother and the father ran the lighthouse together. Like He was the main light keeper and she was his assistant. They had, I think it said, five or seven kids, but the baby was sick. Well, banging so much back in the day, man. I know, man. Uh, <laughs> they didn't have Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> they were taking their son across the waterway to the mainland. The theory is that he was sick. Um, their boat was not very good. It got caught up in this huge shoal and capsized. Uh, it's also said that the older children were watching from the lighthouse and watched their children die or watched their parents die and their younger brother. Um, oh, it's like frozen. So, so they saw like the, and, the, and the oldest was like, I get the big room. Yeah. <laughs> the kids actually spent several days walking up and down the beach, crying for their parents and waiting for them to come back. The father's clothes eventually washed ashore, but none of the bodies were ever found. Um, so they now haunt the lighthouse. There's a lot more information about the just the lighthouse haunting that spans like generations and other members of the family came in to take over the lighthouse and they were haunted. And then Jeez. like the older like the older sons, like one of them drowned later in another air. It was it's like a lot of information about that. So I, I didn't want to get too much into that because there were two stories about the island that really caught my attention. Um, so there's one. Apparently there is a lady ghost that near the um, the deep water harbor. It's a lady. It's a lady. Near the deep harbor, like the deep water harbor on the eastern side. Um, she patrols the coast by the dock uh, with her lantern every night. Um, and the legend goes that it was either her husband or her fiance left the island and he never came back. 
And every night she would go, she would put on her nicest dress and she would go to the shoreline with her lantern and she would watch and wait for him to come back. We got a state trial clinger here. <laughs> and she would. <laughs> she would go every single night until eventually she was found on the beach having died of old age. And the locals say that she still goes to the beach every night and waits for her lost love to come back to her. To be fair, if she was this intense, I I, 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 I think I know why he left. <laughs> oh, I'm also wondering. You guys are terrible. If, I was like, what's every, terrible is like, what if like, she's there. your ancestors were the guy and then they left like the island and like he met your, like a, someone and started your whole family? Like okay. that guy, let's say like she like was going to get married to a guy whose like name was Bainbridge. Okay. And then he left. So your whole family and like calls this ghost. Walk, that could happen. Okay. Okay. That's, that's why you've never been up north to that part of Michigan because your family's like, we, we don't go up there. We don't want to be haunted by the ghost. <laughs> All that I'm hearing is that a lot of guys are leaving. Is, is what I mean? Yeah. Like, like they're okay. Like, well, I was like, Fuck this house. <laughs> All right. Well, this, this one, <laughs> this is a story that really got me, though. This last one that I have. So on the eastern coast of the island is where the dock was, where the deep water harbor is. Um, so supposedly there is a mass grave located over there. Um, the story says that a steamship docked late one night. They dropped off more than 20 passengers who were infected with cholera. Some were sick. Some were already dead. They just unloaded these bodies on the island and fucking peaced out. They were like, your problem now. And they left. The islanders didn't want to get sick. So they dug a grave and buried all of them. Dead and alive. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> so... Th- they, I, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> I think I feel better. <laughs> I'm going to go for a walk. <laughs> Shortly after this is when the first reports of hauntings on the island began um, with people hearing like park rangers have reported hearing door slamming footsteps and hearing voices in buildings that are otherwise empty. Um, because of this, there have been several stories of rangers having mental breakdowns and requesting to leave the island. Um, there was one who even went completely berserk, brandished his gun, and demanded to leave the island because the ghosts were tormenting him. They had to call in the Coast Guard, who airlifted him out of there. He's totally fine now. He has, like, a job somewhere. Like, this was recent. Well, He's I've, working at I've uh, Tim never, down the street. Uh, mm-hmm. I've never thought less of Park Rangers until hearing that the Coast Guard <laughs> supersede them. <laughs> they, 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 they call the Coast Guard for help. Like, oh, thank God the Coast Guard's yeah. here. So, I thought that was crazy. And, like, there's, you know, like, a, a wooded area on there, and people report hearing voices in there, smells of lavender when it's off-season for, la- like, yeah. um, that, that's, a, that's a, a smell that's associated with death and stuff like that. There are tons and tons and tons of um, haunting stories from South Manitou Island. Like, I just picked a couple that I sound, thought sounded interesting. Cool. Um, but there are tons available online if you want to learn more about it. Maybe it was, I will. Interesting. What is your, your your next one about about a bunch of women getting murdered and hung up? How in trees? did you know? Uh, it's about tonight. It's all all mine are about babies and uh, women dying. Oh, Jesus. Uh, nah, and, uh, Andrew, if I call you in the middle of the night, <laughs> yeah. I need you to come and pick me okay. up. Okay. Uh, 
let's see, Avion or Avon, Indiana, in Hendricks County, in 1906, they built a bridge. Uh, during like one story of uh, why they were building the bridge, a uh, man fell into a pile of wet cement, and he is actually buried inside the bridge. That was the first like part of the haunting of this bridge. The next story is uh, a little bit after a lady was w- taking her child to uh, the doctor, and she fell off the bridge. And there's two stories of that where both the baby or dies, uh, one she dies, and then one, some say that she actually lived, but she died of heartbreak days right after. But what I really found cool about this is because now, like, when you drive under the bridge and stuff, people say that you hear, like, a baby and women screaming. Oh, you just said, what I found really cool about this. Hold on. <laughs> you get to hear the doctor, Andrew, the if I call you in the middle of the night. That's not what I mean cool. What I found cool about it is that the locals in there, like, they do the thing where whenever they anyone drives under the bridge, they honk their horn. Okay. So they don't have to hear the uh, baby. Oh, you should love with that. Yeah. <laughs> and not the, uh, the it's cool, cool because you drive over it and, and a child screams at you. It's so awesome. Yeah, it's so nice. No, I mean, I thought that was really cool. And like this legend goes like it's a tradition like people do when they go under the bridge. You honk the horn so you don't hear the baby or uh, the mom scream. As you wonder, and I thought that was that is the most American thing I've ever heard in my life. the The idea that it's like, like, it's like bad tr- stuff happened, let's ignore it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we didn't find a way to actually fix it. We we, we just found a way to just like it's just ignore like it. ignore, ignore it, ignore it better. Yeah. You know, yeah. is, now the only uh, other little story I found about this is uh, they say a lot of homeless people. <laughs> there's I'm not sure if there's like it's like cars coming boys cars coming <laughs> like, so I have don't no ever clue. look Either here for that us. or are we honking the horn to wake them up yeah right are we just yeah. being dicks like, yeah we, hey we good we get a house grouch <laughs> get but together. I thought that was cool so if you're ever uh, in Indiana uh, Hen- Hendricks County there's the bridge and go honk your horn go honk your horn don't wake up the homeless people uh, my last one is I don't know if I can say this correctly uh Trans Algeny Lunatic Asylum in Weston, West Virginia. In 19th century Weston, West Virginia, it didn't take much to be admitted to the psychiatric ward. Conditions like menopause, seduction, domestic trouble, and even indigestion or laziness could have mm-hmm. landed you in the Trans Algeny Lunatic Asylum. Oh my gosh, I would have a like a VIP room there. <laughs> he burned at the stake. Uh, where, where patients experience severe abuse. In unlivable conditions, sometimes for their entire lives, visitors can still hear tortured screams and slamming doors as they explore the now vacant rooms and isolation cells. Uh, there's a, a link here that uh, recounts for murders, suicides, barbaric medical treatments like ice pick lobotomies Jesus. and occurred there before the hospital shut down for good in 1994. What? This wasn't even that long ago. And, and it's so nuts to me that like some of those places still do a lot of this crazy shit, man. Where like they like do fucking lobotomies and stuff, and, and, and like uh, shock shock treatments and everything. It's weird that like like religion was even more rampant back in the day, and they thought that like you know, being gay was just like fucking like like you know uh, curable thing through fucking shock therapy. They used to think that back in the day, or did you mean a, a week ago? <laughs> Our current Take U.S. vice yeah, president so, still thinks that. So like. Um, <laughs> People like me who uh, who, who stutter, uh, what they would do was that they thought that the like devil had gotten like like in their tongues, so they would uh, chop up their tongues 
because they thought that like it, that like it was like too wide or something or whatever, and, and that way, it, 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 like a smaller tongue would allow you to talk normal. So they used to just like fucking mutilate people's mouths and stuff, or whatever, because you know. The, I'm they, sure they, the they, ladies didn't like that. <laughs> what? I think uh, the thinner tongue. Do you be- have on the? Do you have like a groaning sound effect? Can we play that? Yes. Yeah, so I, I think that there's probably a, a lot of these like asylums that are uh, just were just rampant at the time, and people were just experimenting. Yeah, it's awful stuff. I mean, like, like there's so many horror stories about it or whatever. I, I hated that, that that I didn't do more research because like I thought you guys would just half-ass it also. So I was like, oh, don't just half-ass it; it'd be fine. I'll find a couple of stories. Well, what, uh, do you I, think we're lazy people or something? Yes, <laughs> we don't want to be in an asylum. Okay, <laughs> that was one of the conditions. But, uh, I found it like so many of them were like asylums and prisons. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, so many. Because when you do you bad- give <laughs> people any amount of power over another person, they yeah. resort to terrible shit. Yeah, I mean, like, like I think like Alcatraz is also known for being like haunted, and super stuff. haunted. Yeah, it's like one of, of like the, the top ter- five haunted places. Terrible in the country. shit and the movie, <laughs> Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage <laughs> on the Rock. What did he say? He says, "I'm like, because you know the origin of your name, Godspeed, <laughs> Godspeed." Uh, that was fantastic, gentlemen. That was good. That was so good. Uh, fuck you, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> You're now stuck between the rock. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my my God. God. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening uh, all month. Uh, next month, we'll be back to doing normal geek stuff, uh, normal horror movie stuff. Um, Yay. <laughs> uh, some stuff that, that we are, are, are maybe maybe thinking about doing. Um, I'm thinking about maybe creating our first ever trivia game, uh, which I will put y'all through that probably because I'm cruel. And um, I thought the horror ended. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we're, I'm, I'm thinking maybe that we might do our first like, D&D thing or whatever. Um, that, that, that was always an idea of mine at some point to do some kind of D&D stuff. Uh, I'm very passionate about that. Um, I think that that could be kind of cool. We've been talking about starting back up. Um, and maybe for people that are new to Dungeons & Dragons or, or like, you know, are wanting to get into it, but they don't know how it works and everything, that this could be a good way to like, you know, bring you into it. Um, I, I don't think that there's... A better time than now to, to start playing D anD D. It's at its most popular. It's been in forever. Um, it, it it had such a boom since two thousand fourteen because of the like newest edition. Yeah. Um, and then we we there uh, a local bar opened here recently called uh, Board de Beers. We're thinking about maybe talking to them about uh, because it, it's entire. It's really just going to be about if they let us talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it's, it's a whole. <laughs> Board game themed uh, bar. I, I think it's it's kind of cool. It's it's a type of place that it's, like I would open probably. Yeah, it's something. like right up our alley. Yeah. So that awesome. who knows? Um. So you, you'll just have to come back, check it out, man. If there's anything that you want to see, make sure you um reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram sure. at Into Geek Podcast. That's the number two. Um. Or on Twitter at Into Geek. You can leave a comment on any of our YouTube videos or. Email us at intogeekpodcast at gmail.com. No, no, no. I don't know. There's so many different Don't you ways, dare man. email us. How, how dare you? I mean, I check that email once every like two and a half weeks or something. So it's still the same number of <laughs> emails. <laughs> Two. From me being like, hey, I got this. And, and Gmail don't. Thank you for creating a I Gmail get a lot of, uh, of advertisements, you know. And I, always, I forgot to turn off notifications on Twitter. So crushing it. 
because we get so many emails. I mean, <laughs> so many, so many. Um, I feel like this this got really depressing here at the end. It's fine. Just talk to us. Let us know that somebody is listening. Tell us what you want to hear. We'll talk about it. We'll <laughs> we'll legit accommodate you because there's so few of you. <laughs> Come to your house and cut your grass, man. What's, what's, what, are you, what are you guys up to? <laughs> we invite us to dinner. We'll sit around and we'll make jokes the whole time. Free entertainment. It's what's up? Like the movie, the the the, the light invitation. Yeah, the invitation. <laughs> oh, don't invite us to your house. That sounds awful. <laughs> guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, until next time, see ya. Bye.